we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Parish Pump Podcast. Dermot, Daisy O'Brien here again, and we have a, a unique episode today for you. Yes, it's election time and we're all geared up and the carnage is in full swing. But today we're going to do something different. We have a, a politician in the room, but we're going to see the person behind the politician. So I'd like to welcome John Brady, TD, candidate, standing for uh, election in Wicklow. How are you today, John? Hey, days and thanks for having me in. Um, warm introduction, unique politician I'm, I'm not sure as to whether the two of those fit into the one sentence but yeah we're here um delighted to be here and yeah we'll have a bit of a chat here over the next little while and hopefully people find it entertaining maybe not unique but entertaining well i can guarantee uniqueness john um and why i can guarantee that is that anyone who knows me knows that i have a certain style of trying to connect um and i have this little mini obsession with random questions that are found on cards that I use in my work as an educator but also as a youth worker and I actually was with a group last night and we had a, a brilliant time exploring how do you respond to random questions on cards so if you are up for that no none of the question your challenge will probably be to answer and I appreciate you're in you're in election mode and campaign mode but I don't think any of the questions will relate to politics because we want to get behind that so if you're up for that let's yeah, See how it goes. Absolutely. Uh, the political hat is firmly outside the door. And you know, I, it's interesting you describe me as a politician. I, I still struggle to see myself as a politician. I, I'm more a community activist. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think people would appreciate that, you know. So, yeah, look, no political hat here uh, for, for this conversation, Dermot. Let's see. So I have, I have, I have these. I, again, people know if they've seen me in action, I have decks of cards. So I've picked um, a deck out and I'm going to pick random questions. And John, unprepared, is going to answer them. And here's where we're going to start. So question one, where in the world do you long to travel and why? Wow, that's a, a good question to start off with. Um, you know, I, I, since I was a child, I always had a, a passion for South America. Um, I'd love to go to South America, and, and my wife Gail now is probably um listening to this, and she's saying, "John, we've discussed this. She wants to go to Egypt and you know places like that. I I'd love to go to South Africa or uh, South America. Um, you know the Amazon, Brazil. I'd I'd love to go and see the Amazon um uh, basin. I I think it's fantastic and terrible to see what's happening there at the at the moment. You know it, it's." being destroyed at a in an in an alarming rate um but it's it's somewhere I'd love to go um just to see some of the the uh, native uh, tribes obviously you know very much at, at risk because of you know greed exploitation all of that sort of stuff so yeah uh, south america um i i think it's just such a, a vast diverse um continent that yeah number one on, on my two goal place and do you think it'll happen? It's sorry, sorry, Gail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's on the bucket list. Cool, cool. Uh, another question. Actually, we're, there was something else we were talking about last night, and I'm going to throw a curveball at you now. Well, maybe it's not a curveball. We were talking about breakfast. What did you have for breakfast this morning, John? Oh, 
Well, hands up, I, I didn't have much for breakfast, uh, cup of tea. Uh, I'm a tea man, I drink bucketfuls of tea, probably too much. Anyone out there that is in the medical field, they probably came here, uh, probably 20, 25 cups of tea a day. Oh, um, so during the election here, and I know we're leaving politics at the door, but over the last couple of weeks it's been chaotic. Normally I'm, what, I'm, I'm quite good when it comes to porridge, a um, bit of a traditionalist, bowl of porridge, bit of honey. Um, bit of fruit thrown in, so yeah. When it comes to breakfast now, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. Thank you. We we yeah, would contend that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but yeah, not a lot of people get the time to go there. But all right, another one. This is a one that's quite um relevant to our current society, um. And maybe some of the dangers that, you know, particularly maybe young people. Um, but what are your views on fame and celebrity culture? Wow. I mean, that's that's a brilliant question. Um, fame and celebrity culture to me, you know, look, I, I can analyse that by looking back when, when I was young. and Who are my heroes? Who are my icons? Who did I look up to? And I, I suppose judge that in relation to... Who are, are what people see as celebrities or icons now? When, when I was growing up, I mean, um, you know, my heroes, my icons were, you know, Paulie Pierce, James Connolly, uh, Che Guevara, um, you know, other other people, you know, would have looked up to Mother Trees and and, and, and people like that, Pe people who made a real impact on on society and and, and change, um, you know, other heroes, icons, uh, celebrities, if if you would have call it. I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, it was in the midst of the hunger strike. So you had Bobby Sands, yeah, you, you had Francis Hughes, and those people, they would have been my heroes and, and who I looked up to. Um, and you compare that to some of these, you know, A-list celebrities that, you know, what have they achieved in, in, in their lives or what impact and, and what change in society have they made? You know, if you go on, on some of these programs, reality TV programs, whether it's Big Brother, whether it's Love Island or, or, or whatever, all that stuff, and all of a sudden they're, they're out there, they're global celebrities and, and people are, are striving to achieve, to, to be like them, you know, I, I, I don't buy into that, I, I buy into real people and, and real impact and, and real change that they've made in, in their lives and, and their communities and, and, and society as a whole. And do you see, or think that for young people there's a pressure that there is some magnetic force that draws them towards that world, I suppose celebrity in the modern world often means money and money means power or money means opportunity and whether you're an instagram influencer or whether you're yeah a, a musician or an actor i don't know if you saw any of ricky gervais for those out there who saw ricky gervais performance in the golden globes mm -hmm. he really really went for the kill on celebrity culture with yeah look me it is and it's, it's all being driven i mean it's it's all finance it's all monetary it's, it's all false you know, and, and that's my, um, I suppose, assessment of it. Um, you know, there is a lot of pressure on, on young people in particular, you know, that you have to conform, you know, if, um, you know, and I, I always look back on, you know, a great piece of work from one of my heroes, one of my icons, one of my celebrities, Paul Rick Pierce, he, he done a, wrote a fantastic book, The Mortar Machine, it was called, and it was, you know, about the education system here in our country that, Everyone had to go through this kind of conveyor belt system and come out as a product at the end of it. Um, and if you didn't conform or you weren't, you know, you'd fall off the conveyor, 
held summer and his I suppose critique of that and his analysis of that and I think we need to get back to that that look I mean it's okay to be an individual you know you don't have to conform you don't have to be six foot two with blue eyes and you know wear the best of, of clothes you can be an individual you know these people aren't real in, in my mind um, you know they haven't achieved anything um, you know you know the heroes for me today are, are, are the people who you know go out on, on the street here in Bray for example the likes of the guys there in bars um, you know going out night after night looking after people um, you know, without a home on, on, on the streets, they're the real heroes, or, or the nurses in our hospitals, um, in difficult, you know, situations, difficult environment, different settings, you know, working day in, day out, looking after some of the most vulnerable people in our society, those are, are the real heroes, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they should be put up there uh, for, for people to aspire to be, um, you know, real rock-solid pillars of, of our community and, and, and society, but it is, I mean, it's 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 all about money. It's you know, and I, I, I think it is this kind of celebrity culture. Um, it's it's being driven. It's it's all about money. It's it's all about, um, you know, yeah, pursuing about. something that. And I suppose it's all it's probably more often the case that somebody becomes a hero, without seeking to become a hero, because it's if if others decide that that's what you are, because of your deeds. Well, then that's something that is worth recognition. But if you're, and sometimes I, I feel for people who are pursuing it and committing themselves to it and get caught in the kind of conveyor belt of celebrity that says you must do this, you must do that in order to achieve. And, and I imagine that for some of them, they're also people whispering in their ears or agents telling them uh, how to be, who to be. And that can be a, a pressure that they carry a burden. You know. and, and there is, I mean, that's a burden on, on young people. And, you know, I know a lot of people watch some of the TV shows, you know, The X Factor and all of these things. Um, you know, I'm not saying there isn't a place for that, but, you know, I, I, I can only imagine the impact, the devastation um, and, and how demoralised vast swathes of young people feel that when they're rejected mm. um you know what kind of impact does that have on, on, on their well-being on, on, on their future that you know they've been rejected i'm not going to be a musician i'm not going to be a singer i'm not good enough you know that it's only the, the elite all the all the time um and that that's tough you know and it has to have an impact a, a social impact a psychological psychological impact on, on young people as well and that's it very perfect segue into my next question um again often when people are maybe presenting themselves on an x-factor type or performing or putting themselves out there we we admire them for their courage um and in my world of youth work we we would call that leaving your comfort zone going into your stretch zone um so the question is when was the last time you left your comfort zone and how did that help you to grow at all (laughs) <laughs> Where do I start on that one? Um, last time, God, every every day I, I I leave my comfort zone. I mean, um, to go back on one of the points I made earlier on, I I, I don't see myself as a politician, and trying to fit into this, uh, I suppose, world of, of of suits and all of these people, you know, and I'm always criticised. Oh, you don't wear ties in the in the doll, you know. I don't wear ties in in life you know i'm not going to go in there and pretend to be someone that i'm not and so you know probably the biggest or or, or the furthest i went out of my comfort zone would have been entering this kind of life you know back in 2004 when i first 
um, stood as you know a politician in, in local politics um, and it wasn't something that I'd done willingly um, I was always embedded in my community involved helping out and involved in anti-drugs and stuff and involved in um, anti-extradition involved in the 75th anniversary of the 1916 rising that's many many years ago um, campaigning to flee to Birmingham 6 and the Guildford 4 and someone came up to me and said John yeah, we need a, a candidate in the local elections and I said best of luck with that you know but after a lot of convincing and, and you know arm being pulled up around the back and, and that I put my name forward and, and that would have been I, I suppose a, a massive challenge for me um, because it was way out of my comfort zone entering this world that you know um, looks down upon people I, I grew up in a working class community in, in, in the white city anyone from, from the Bray area in, in Old Court um, you know an, an area that these politicians didn't want to know about and um, so to be coming out of that kind of community and entering that world um, you know um, as people would have said upsetting the apple cart that was um, in, in place at that stage it was it was difficult um, and it was difficult being a, a Republican in that as well um, you know, I, I remember um, when people thankfully came out and voted me in 2004, uh, going on to the, the, the council um, in Bray, it was Braytown Council at that point, um, I would have been the first Republican on, on the council since Seamus Costler when he was murdered back in 1977, um, and it was a cold atmosphere. I can only imagine how um, Sinn Féin councillors would sit and, you know, North Antrim and councils up in North Antrim with the DUP, it nearly had that kind of feel to it. Um, but yeah, that was majorly gone out of my comfort zone, and I, I've, I've never got comfortable um, in this zone. Um, and I think the day that I do start feeling comfortable in it, it means I've conformed. Um, okay. You know, it's, it, it goes against everything that I fundamentally believe in. Really. So, in, it, it sounds as well then that you feel a kind of a responsibility to, to those who. And I suppose the same for all of us in, in terms of sometimes we are obliged to go outside of our comfort zone in if we're going to serve others and, and, and continue to serve others. And it's like you rise to the challenge of that. And as you say, there's that you don't want to go over a threshold into it going back to being comfortable and that that's what you're seeking. But you're rising to the challenge of it being outside a comfort zone always stretching always finding ways to serve or responding to needs and that's an obligation yeah I, I, absolutely and i i think you know everyone should strive to you know i mean living within your own comfort you know whilst it's 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 good for for, for people you know it's also good to, to push at the edges at the parameters you know and push yourself out of those comfort zones and um, because otherwise we end up with the status quo if, if people remain comfortable you know that not challenging, you know, the way society is, whether it's the drugs issue, whether it's, um, you know, the housing crisis, all of these things, if people are, are happy within their own little comfort zones, um, you know, with, with the status quo uh, remains. So people should, you know, I'm, I'm always challenging myself, I encourage other people to do it. Not, it doesn't have to be in politics or, or whatever, but it's, it's just challenging others, you know, and asking questions. I mean, that's, for many, is stepping out of your own uh, comfort zones. Very good. Uh, so another question. This is about education. And it's, it's quite straightforward, but not. <laughs> what are th the three most important things that children should be taught in school?
today. Well, what would Podrick Pierce say, you know, 100 yeah, years after? Look, I mean, the, the, the murder machine springs to mind, um, you know, 100 years ago, but um, that's, you know, that's a really good question. Mm. Um, one thing that, that jumps out at me is, you know, um, mental health and, and positive mental health. And it links into that whole thing about Podrick Pierce and the murder machine and that, you know, um, and people being forced to, to, to conform. Um, and that nearly, you know, leads into the whole mental health thing, you know, um, because obviously there's negative consequences for, for people, even the rejection, you know, all of this celebrity lifestyle. Um, but I, I, I think if our young people are taught to look after themselves and, and have a, a positive, um, you know, outlook and positive mental health um, and how to deal with all of that, I, I, I think that would be critical. Mm. I know some schools do, you know, they have great programs and, and that has to be commended, but a lot of schools don't. Um, and we see that, um, you know, the pressure that our, our young people are, are coming under and, you know, trying to, you know, get points for college and, you know, um, being pushed in directions that they don't necessarily want to go in, you know, instead of following their own calling, and, you know, and I, I, I think of young people were taught and, and given the tools in school to deal with all of that I, I think that would be you know brilliant um, what else I mean you know what I, I, I'd love to see taught in school um, life skills and when I talk about life skills I'm not talking about big you know uh, how to analyse you know the global system or anything like that Real basic lifestyles. Um, I'll give you an example. My, my, my wife, and again, she killed me for this. Um, she spent 10 minutes um, down at a, a garage here uh, trying to pump up the tyre of, of the car. Um, the the tyre was, was flat. Um, I had to go into the, the, the guy in the shop to say, look, my, the machine isn't working for putting the air in. Gail's gonna kill you for that she, one, John. Is, that's... Okay. Yeah. No, but right. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think little things like that. You know, how many young people know how to change a plug, or you know, small little things like that. Um, you know, open a bank account open a to, bank to manage account. their little life skills. You know, mm. just to get them on. It's it's all fine and and uh, grand being taught algebra and all of these big fancy things in in, in school. But you know how. People are going to kill me here now. It's important, but you know, is it, is it going to improve your life ultimately? Is it going to get you on in in, in terms of your well being? Uh, so I think you know, um, basic skills like that um, wouldn't take too much, you know. But I, I, I think in the long term it would benefit individuals and and, and society. The other thing, wow, what what else would I I'd like to see taught in in, in school? Um, again go back to the individualization you know there's some fantastic schools out there um you know that allow the students to be individuals you know they're not again forcing them uh, to conform to this product that you know has to be accepted by by society and it's, it's about striving for points it's about striving to get into certain colleges and all of that um it's about working and, and with, with, with the individuals and identifying their strengths and maybe some weaknesses and, and, and working to the individual um, and you know allowing that individual to express their individualism 
um, and harness that and embrace that. Um, and I, I, I think that would be a you know an important um, skill, an important thing to, to, to teach our, our, our young people because it feeds into the first point there around the mental health and all as well. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned it. There was a national campaign with Corlin and Oag last year and the hashtag was teach me as me. And it's about placing a value, as as you've just described, a value on the young person as an individual, and and in, encouraging and supporting them to be who they are, yeah. um, uh, instead of again as as a, I can I can remember the time I got into trouble in school for having a certain haircut, um, and I, and it still happens today, and it, it, you know young people who are wise to the world nowadays, and and get to hear and and experience stories from across the globe in the in the click of a of a button but they also are acutely aware that their education is important but they wonder why their the way they look is connected to their education or the piercing that they might have and how that relates to their and it's it's brilliant for me and and I'm sure you see it as well in in terms of the political world how young people now are standing up and demanding to be heard and demanding to have their view considered. I mean, and, and in my experience, they're not exactly saying we want to make the decisions, mm-hmm. but they're saying you need to consider our point of view in this. And and really it's about us committing to the value of that and saying that will create a better society, that will enhance the well-being of everyone. If, if young people are feeling well and know how to strive and don't have barriers in their development, then we'd all benefit from yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here nodding my head in, in every word you're, you're saying uh, Bailey I mean looking back on, on, on my youth I mean you know, um, you know I, I, I was put out of school for wearing um, a pair of basketball boots in, in, in school I'll never forget I, I won't name the teacher now but he frog marched me out of the school I, I, I think I was doing my mocks or, or something at, at that point you know um, all the, the, the lads in school used to have I, me being one of them uh, used to have my ear pierced once upon a time um, which was frowned upon, it wasn't allowed, so we used to put uh, plasters over, over our ears to, to hide the earring, um, and just, you know, insane stuff, you know, but suppressing, you know, um, children, teenagers, individualization, you know. And, um, Very good, we've got a few more, let's see how we go. This, this might be a tough one considering the mode that you have to be in now and it, it's because the, the election was called so soon and it's a very, very intense campaign period. Um, but in spite of that perhaps or within that, what do you appreciate most about your life right now and why? Oh, God, where do you start with that one? <laughs> a small little question for you now, John. <laughs> um, family. Has to be. I mean, that they're, they're my you know rocket salt. They're my pillar. Um, my wife Gail, five fantastic children. Um, you know everything I do would not be able to be done without without their support. You know the support of, of Gail, um, Megan, Sersha, Shifra, Oshin, and 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 Kriya. Um, you know, they gave me give me the ability to go out on a daily basis to do you know the the, the stuff I do working in the community. Um. Up in, in Mensa House, out campaigning, um, you know, and not just sitting back and allowing me doing that, but taking a, an active participation, an active role in, in that coming out, um, you know, because without them, I mean, that's, you know, um, I, I, I would be lost. So, yeah, 
family. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's important or, and interesting that you mentioned how the difference between, or the importance of it not being a passive support, that it's an active support, and that that's really, you don't take energy from passive support, you can only take energy from active support. And that's obviously very, very clear for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's mornings, you know, particularly over the, you know, the, the course of an election, and it's the same for, for, for everyone, you know, anyone that allows their name go forward. Um, as a candidate in you know any election, you know I, I take my hat off to them. I mean it's a huge, um, I, I suppose thing to do to put yourself out there. But you know there's mornings there where you've been canvassing wherever in the county and you're coming home, getting into bed in the early hours of the morning. The alarm goes off and you know at, at, at cocks crow in, in the morning. Um, but you get the elbow and you know it's it's you know it's it's family that kind of drag you out and, and, and get you going and. Um, no porridge over the last couple of weeks, but you know, we've got to find there. a way, You've got to find a way, fit it in. Right, I have three more, Let's see if we can get there. It's a classic one that we all uh, might ask each other every now and then for fun, but we'll see. Um, if you could go back in time and say one thing to your former self, what moment would you go back to and what would you say? As long as it's not that. <laughs> Don't stand. <laughs> so yeah, that's a very yeah, deep that's, question. Well, that's it is. Um, I I I probably go back to school. Right. Um. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer and educate that you may be free. Um, and I I I'll never, you know, I mean, the importance of of education. Um. Now, having said that, it you know, school isn't in, isn't for everyone. Um. You know, and it's it's about you know I, I suppose that individualism that that. that referring to um, but I, I look back at me in school um you know and uh, again I, I won't name anyone or anything like that um but there was yeah there, I, I i was i wouldn't have been the best in, in in school um i i, I was more focused on my activism um it would have been at a time um the birmingham six the guildford four and um, we had extradition people being you know uh, sent over uh, to, to, to England for, for trials and this was at a time when the Birmingham Six and Guildford Four were, were locked up um, you know um, after forced confessions were, were, were extracted from, from them um, and I would have been more focused on, on, on that I'll never forget it was actually a minister I think it was Gemma Hussey um, came to a visit to school um, one afternoon um, so myself and a few other fellow college or uh, students decided we were going to stage a, a protest for, for our visit um, we, we hurled a banner across the, the school's road uh, outside the school of course landed in all sorts of, of trouble so you know going back I probably would have you know tried to do a bit better in, 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 in school and a bit more focused I, I couldn't wait to get out of, of school um, but yeah Maybe that's that's something I, I I'd look back at and say, John, you need to focus a, a little bit more on on, on, on your schooling. Cool. Um. So again, anyone who knows me knows how how fond I am of would you rather questions. So I'm going to do a quick fire would you rather, and then go to the last question. Okay. All right, you ready for this? Okay. Would you rather be able to read minds or see the future? 
Quick fire, don't think, uh, just... Let's see the future. Would you rather have super hearing or have x-ray vision? <laughs> oh, super hearing. Would you, this is a tough one. Would you, be able, would you rather be able to fly or run at super speed? No, it has to be run. Anyone that knows me, I'm a runner, so yeah. yeah start winning, I know, that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you rather be able to teleport or be able to time travel? Me, that's easy. Time travel. Time travel. Would you rather only eat dessert or only eat savory? Savory. Yes. Yeah. Would you rather this? I love this one. <laughs> Would you rather be able to speak many languages or be able to speak to animals? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Any pets? I, 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 yeah. Um, I've never been able to master any languages. Not even English, um, so probably talk to pets. And the last one, it's kind of weird. Would you rather it always be winter or always be summer? Wow. I'm a summer man. Yeah? Yeah, summer. Thanks for that quick fire. Last one. Uh, you are smiling here. Yeah, yeah, I'm smiling. This is, this is a cracker, shall we say. Maybe no, there's definitely there's always something. So the last question is, what is something not many people understand about you? Or maybe know about you. Know no. about me. Wow. What is it that people don't know about me? Wow, there's so many different things. It could be my nickname growing up. It could be uh, I once became a farmer uh, for a very short period of time. I had a cow, um, or it could be. Um, I used to do, do a lot of scuba diving. Oh. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I've done well over a hundred uh, dives um, with great divers, Albert Kerr, anyone that knows Albert, um, great guy, uh, over a hundred dives, but a uh, few near-dead experiences. So oh, hey. yeah, so I. What 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 would draw you now to that to diving or you know? Yeah, I, what was the draw? But I always love adventure sports, oh, whether okay. it's orienteer, done a number of parachute jumps. Um, all of that stuff. So yeah, um, I got into snorkeling and then ended up doing uh, scuba diving and tried it out down in Bear Island down in, in Cork one time. Absolutely loved it. Just an entire different world down there. Uh, so yeah, got stuck into the scuba diving. A few uh, dodgy experiences. One uh, time we were up diving. I was only a, a trainee diver up in Johns Point, which is in Donegal. Um, we got taken off the, the, the coast by the current, um, swept down along. Anyone that knows John Point, sure, cliffs. By the time we surfaced, the waves were, were breaking over our head. Um, and Gay was actually up with it. was a weekend with the, with the club. Um, I, 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 myself and my dive buddy, we were gone for a long time. They were minutes away from calling in the air sea rescue um, to try find oh. us. We had managed to land on, on shore with all the scuba gear. I ditched the weight belt to try to get up, same as, as my buddy. Um, but yeah, we were gone for, for an hour or longer than we, we should have. Gail was panicking on the on the shore, but the, the shore marshal, the guy that looks after us, he was meant to give Gail reassurance. But she, yeah, we were yeah. really close to calling in the, the RC rescue for us. But, uh, yeah, and you so, dived after that, not a bother? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so it wasn't a, a few more... Uh, dodgy experiences right. but uh yeah no over 100 dives so that's probably yeah that's uh, my farming career and uh yeah so i didn't know that so there you go even even i 
now know something new about you. <laughs> Probably a lot more, but uh, yeah. and I like. To, I am going to finish on a on a political question okay. because why not? Um, there's so, so for me, so I'm obviously very new in the world of politics, um, and it's something I noticed during the locals, and I'm mindful of um, now at general election time. What's the difference between election and re-election for you? Election, I suppose, standing first. I mean, you're 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 going there. You're you're putting laying out your 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 table, what you want to achieve. Um, I suppose you're bringing your experience to the table, and and you're showing that you're you're presenting that to uh, the electorate. Uh, re-election. I mean, you're 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 going in. You're saying, well, look, this is what I promised. I I was going to work towards or try to achieve, uh, but this is actually what I've done over the last five years, or in my case, over the last 16 years now as a public representative. So you're putting that before uh, people and you're saying, look, I'm asking you to, again, lend me your, your, your vote, lend me your support, uh, because, you know, I think I've done an okay job um, in, you know, I, I suppose, achieving results for, for the community, for individuals, and I, I suppose at the bigger picture, making the, the changes there, whether it's on, you know, I, I, I suppose tackling, tackling all the inequalities in, in society, the housing, the homeless stuff, all of that. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. But and and you you have to tap into a new motivation for each election, or do you tap into election motivation for each election? I I, I think every election is, is is different. I mean, look, society is is changing. Um, you know, there's well society is changing a lot of the i suppose the fundamental issues the real issues affecting real people they remain the, the, the same um you know and it's amazing i was looking back on some old election uh, material from when i first stood and uh, from when some of my colleagues john doyle marie gavigan even go back to seamus coslow back in the 60s and 70s and you have a look at their manifestos i mean they were fighting for the same things that we're fighting for here now, you know, uh, housing, um, you know, uh, health care, um, the, the, the rights to our uh, natural resources, all, all real issues that have a, a real impact on, on, on real people. So whilst every election is different, it's, it's really only probably the type of campaigning has changed. The core issues um, re- remain the same, which is, you know, says a lot about politics and it says a lot about society that you know i suppose the change that we're striving to achieve that um on, 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 until you're in a position of, of power and we've always you know i wouldn't say sat outside the tent but you've had that the, the big parties there controlling and, and, and dominating irish politics for far too long in, in my opinion um, and i think that's why in every election you know the issues facing the people that i represent you know the people that you know grew up in in the communities that i um grew up in you know the likes of the old courts the likes of the cliff rides the likes of the people in, in you know wicklow town the likes of, right 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 across the, the the county you know um the issues remain the same because it's the same um you know Louis Lou described them the tweedle d and the tweedle dummer of, of politics you know fianna fall fianna gale um, and their interest isn't in solving the issues facing ordinary people. Thanks very much for that. And thanks for coming in to the Parish Pump podcast. 
best of luck with the rest of the campaign. It'll it'll be gone before you know it, and fingers crossed you'll be back in Leinster House representing the people of County Wicklow again. So thanks very much for thanks coming in, John. And, and look, I mean, thanks for having me in, Dermot. And I'd love to. I mean, it's it's my first time doing a, a podcast. Um, you know, uh, delighted to be in. Um, it's a fantastic podcast. So look, yeah, maybe after the elections we we hook up again and you know have a, have another chat. Cool. Thanks, John. Thanks.